welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Ellis Bennis is on board the superbelt.com. Uh, and those belts, I guess, are being sold Brazil. Uh, they're they're sold, sold in Russia, Russia, Canada, Australia. And uh, they're made in our backyard. If you're a concealed carry guy and you've been using a leather belt. Uh, yeah, I think we've done. sold in 12 countries now, Gary. It's wow. Australia, our neighbors to the north, uh, ca ca Canada. Canada? <laughs> Canadia. Don't you know, eh? So then we got some of them super belts, eh? And they were all about them. <laughs> I speak I speak fluid fluid Canadian. They go well, good they, with my boots. That's right. They're good if I can get the got my got yeah. my belt on, eh? You keep them in your house. That's your right. Hoose. Get the house. Yeah. So I got out. I was out moose hunting with my new belt on. <laughs> <laughs> We've now insulted it. all of our Canadian friends to the north. All, all of them. <laughs> all the Canucks. All both of them. Is that <laughs> Yeah, literally, I'm the closest thing to a Canadian that is affiliated with this show. You are oh, actually man. from where you live or yeah. where you were raised, rather. They, 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 that's why I speak Canadian. Yeah, it's <laughs> practically your native tongue. Yeah. Well, how strange! Oh man, Scott Van Kirk is in representing Larry Whalen from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, uh, and uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, you didn't bring any guns with you. I didn't because I wasn't actually sure that I was Larry Whalen until I walked through the door today. <laughs> and that's not entirely accurate. There are guns here. There are but... guns here, but none of them oh, are I, for sale. Not Larry's. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would say that none of them are for sale, but realistically, everything's for Absolutely. sale at the right price. Give me the yeah. right price. I'll give it. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, the uh, the reason Larry's not with us is he is. Uh, I think he's doing one of those uh, modeling things for men's uh, tidy whities <laughs> No, actually, um, I think it's the same reason as the last time I filled in for him, and that is he is with the, um, I don't know how cultured you and, and, and Bennis and uh, Ellis are, um, but um, when you, uh, you know, when, when there's a show on Broadway, they have a traveling show that will then come to the larger metropolitan areas, and you could go see, like, you know, like... Uh, you know Hamilton over in St. Louis at the the historic Fox Theater and stuff like that, and they call those the traveling road shows. Mm. And and Larry's involved in a traveling road show as well, and his is more based on whitewater rafting. And they oh. uh, travel around the country and perform various scenes from Deliverance. <laughs> which uh, which uh, scene oh, uh, do they, are you going to fill in the blank there? I'm not oh, filling in no. any of the blanks. Although I <laughs> no. have I have heard that he I have heard that he he does he does play Ned Beatty's character. <laughs> Larry, I'm not affiliated with these gentlemen. I've never met them before in my life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're not gentlemen. We know that. Oh man. All right. Let me. Uh, let me turn this around. We cannot have fun all morning. <laughs> it just, it would not be right. The Let's six... talk about the super belt. What's going on? What, what, I don't want to talk about the super belt. We Why? talk about because it all the it's time. indestructible. Yeah. That's right. Because I'm and looks like leather. I'm sitting right next to the super belt guy. That's how I'm going to refer to him from now on. Is the super belt guy? I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's yeah. better than many things I've been called. <laughs> Even by Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but never on the radio. That's it's always quiet. Not on recording. Done. Wink, yeah. wink. Um, it, it is a terrific belt, I'm telling you, because it, it'll last seemingly forever, uh, and it doesn't kink out of shape. Um, uh, and, and I don't... It, he's not a paying advertiser. He's just a friend of ours, and, uh, and we have fun with him. Um, but the fact is, it's one hell of a belt. And... Uh, 
if he tells you about the bathroom connection, <laughs> you will want to run out and buy one right that's like, away. That's like your favorite part of this. It is. Yeah. It's, really it's is the most kind of, disgusting I didn't realize thing. that you were such a germaphobe. because He it's spends literally like, a lot of time he, in he there. He focuses so. on it. So, well, that could be it. He spends a lot of time in the bathroom <laughs> staring at his belt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, the belt's probably not as long or as wide as anything else that I could find in there. But <laughs> the, uh, oh, he, no. He talks about the belt. And, what are we talking about? Shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my feet are 13 uh, triple E. Uh, how big are yours? Because there's a correlation there, I'm told. Yeah, there's a correlation. That, you know what they say about big feet? <laughs> big shoes. <laughs> yeah, they also say something else. Oh, Mae West man. used to have something. She used to uh, talk about the size of the hands. But we're getting into Trump territory now, so we're going to move on. Yes, yes, um, we are. Next is, track. Next track. Next right. track. Oh, because Ellis has those little boy hands. He does. I do. He does. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah. My tiny thumb. Make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. The 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals <laughs> handed a victory to the Virginia Citizens Defense League and to the gun owners of America this week uh, when they struck down the ATF ban on bump stocks. Yes. And, uh, you, know, you know, we all talk about the National Rifle Association, and uh, I, I know a lot of the folks there, and I have a great deal of respect for them. But I got to tell you, Gun Owners of America, they're the real fighters. They don't have the resources. They're not as big. They're not as well-known. But they just fight tooth and nail. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Gary. I'm of the opinion that if the Gun Owners of America had the NRA's money, that we would be in a lot better shape than we are right now. Ooh, nice. Yeah, because they are not... Uh, they are not willing to compromise. They understand what the Second Amendment means, and they are willing to fight to protect it. Uh, and they understand what that means for all of us. But during the Trump administration, and this really irritated me, uh, they went after bump stocks. They did it because allegedly a shooter in Las Vegas used bump stocks uh, when he just went nutso and started shooting people uh, at an event across the street from his hotel. But to the best of my knowledge, that's the only time it's ever been used in a crime uh, and and just because it's a tool that was used doesn't mean that it should be banned. Uh, I think uh, at least Scott and I, uh, I, I haven't asked Ellis this, but uh, Scott and I would argue that this thing is pretty much useless uh, in terms of self-defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just a toy. I mean, that's probably the wrong phrase. But not a toy. Well, no, it's oh, not okay, a yeah. It's, it's a toy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to add to your existing you know, yeah, firearms yeah. to have fun with. It's I mean, one, that's it's, what it seems like. It's it's a it's a wonderful way in a in a safe environment at yeah. a range that has a uh, a, a good backstop right. to turn money into noise and smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ammo but prices. It, it's fun. Uh, yeah. It, it and uh, it doesn't. It doesn't turn your AR-15 into a machine gun. Nope. Your finger has to hit the trigger. Each time a round is pulled, as we all know, fully automatic, and I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, you just hold it, squeeze the trigger and hold it. Is that uh, how that and works? And it just keeps spinning. I don't know, anything about, I don't know anything about guns. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds good to me. Wait a minute, you, you've got two of them now. I've got a 28-gauge single shot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, man. Yeah, and, oh. uh, and a 9-millimeter. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, the court has uh, overturned uh, this uh, rule on bump stocks. A lot of people took a beating because they were told they had to destroy their bump stocks. Many of them did. 
or turn them in. Again, many of them did. And now it turns out the rule was not uh, constitutional. Well, none of them are. None of the rules are. But it did not fit the uh, the definition of an automatic weapon, and so it has been overturned. But the danger in what Donald Trump did is that he taught the Democrats what they can do, which is to convince the bureaucracy that they can just make up rules via executive orders and make it happen. Yep. So this this overturned uh, by the courts is really sending a message to the uh, to the Trump administration that they can't pull this off. It will get rejected if they try the same kinds of tactics. Well, uh, well absolutely, Gary, and that's and and this particular court decision. The important thing is not uh, so much the bump stocks. Right. The important thing is that the court has said you're not allowed to reclassify this firearms accessory into an NFA item and then thus make it illegal. And down the road, um, we've heard from the current administration that their intention is to make many common firearms, um, reclassify them as National Firearms Act items or quote-unquote machine guns under the law and either make you pay the tax stamp and register them as NFA items or surrender them um, without compensation. All right, 874-9390, the toll-free 800-529-5572. Lots more to cover here, uh, but let me get this caller in before I run out of time. Uh, Mike is uh, on the line with us. So, Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Morning, guys. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Hey, I have a quick question uh, about that moron Farrakhan follower that attacked and killed one of those cops yesterday in D.C. I, is there any video of it? Because for the life of me, I, I mean, he got up, he got out of a car, I understood, and charged them and, and cut both of them, and, and nobody got a gun on them. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how in the heck could he have got on them without those guys drawing down on him that fast? And uh, I just wondered if you had a comment about that. And my comment on the bump stocks is after that Las Vegas shooting, I, I think Trump just wanted to be, do something so people wouldn't say, well, he didn't do anything. And I'm glad it got overturned, and I'm enjoying the show, and I know time's running out, so thank you for yours. See you later. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, that, but that's the mentality that a lot of politicians have, uh, Ellis. It's, well, i got to do something. Uh, and generally speaking, that something is wrong. Yeah, uh, I think uh, he should have... Uh, stood by the Second Amendment. Uh, the NRA supported him in spite of this. But thank God for Gun Owners of America. We're up against the clock. We're going to come right back. Ellis Bennis on board with us this morning. So is Scott Van Kirk representing Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. Oh, man. He is a real sorry surrogate. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm Gary on Guns. It is uh, 23 minutes after the hour, and uh, Ellis Bennis is with us uh, from thesuperbelt.com. And uh, Scott Van Kirk is in for Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. Oh. I'm the taller uh, representative from uh, 
for modern arms. Uh, yeah, who's <laughs> not grown through his hair as much. All right. Um, <laughs> well, well, you, you know what? That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I can get away with that because uh, Larry uh, can't hear the program right now. At least I, I, I kind of hope he can't hear the program. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm in a lot of trouble. World of hurt. Oh, man. Uh, we've been talking about bump stocks and the implications. Uh, if you've got questions, by the way, we've got answers. 874-9390-800. Five two nine five five seven two, and somebody apparently does have a question for for one of us. Let's find out what's up with John. John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Carry and Gun Show. Good morning. A good conversation this morning. I, mean, I hope that a lot of people are understanding more about the Second Amendment Preservation Act because Ron was on. The really it boils down to, in my opinion, it's a rights issue, and and I thank you for bringing all this up. Constitution came forward from the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights, and that's how it preserves our rights. And the other people that seem to want to take them away don't understand. I mean, we would live, in my opinion, utopia if everybody protected everybody's rights and nobody did anybody any harm. But unfortunately, we see people that want to do harm, and then you want to protect yourself and your family and your friends. Um, See the 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 people at, at, uh, th that want to um, take away guns, they they really break down into a couple of different groups. Uh, one of those groups think the Second Amendment is anachronistic. It you know it may have been important uh, you know a couple hundred years ago, but today now we don't need it. Uh, it's only for militia, it's, right? Huh? It's only for militia. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that frustrates you, doesn't it? <laughs> but I think, seriously, I think this, John, I honestly believe this. I'm not saying this because I want to, you know, stir anything up. But I believe there are a group of leftists who are going to continue to erode your liberty and your freedom. And they're afraid that at some point, people are going to say, it's time to revolt. This is the tyrannical government our founding fathers warned us about. And I think that's why they push gun control. So you've got you've got the naive and the and the foolish, and the ill-informed in one group, and you've got the man. If they if they come to Washington D.C. like they did in January, we don't want them armed. Yeah, I agree with you, Gary, on that. And what I found very interesting going down to the Capitol, it seems to me the appearance and the attitudes that I've got is. If there is an R behind their name, they're in favor of the Second Amendment Preservation Act. If there's a D behind their name, they are not. Which is kind of like when I'm looking at the, the list of the sheriffs that are out there that supported or that are staying what they would contend maybe to be neutral. They don't want to say they're for or say they're against it. And I'm thinking the ones that are trying to stay that neutral are they concerned that they won't get reelected if they actually come out and say, I'm not going to support your rights? Which is what I think it is. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm not sure what their motivation is, but I, it, the bill sounds to me, uh, and I've talked with Ron now a couple times about this, I've talked to others about it, strikes me as a pretty good balance, um, and it does the best that it can to protect us from you know the radical leftists in uh, in Washington. John, I got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary and Gun Show. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free number is eight hundred 
888-529-5572. A friend of mine, uh, actually somebody that the station, uh, that listeners of my weekday show would know, I won't mention his name, noticed that <clears throat> the, you know, Google and the mainstream media weren't releasing the name of this assailant yesterday on the Capitol. And now, as a rule, I don't do that anymore. I don't release the names, even if I know it, even if I think you know it, I'm not going to announce it on the radio. I'm just not going to give them the glory that they may be seeking. Mm. And the reason is that when we saw those school shootings, the more famous the shooter was, I thought the greater the likelihood that somebody is going to want to share in that fame and try and duplicate that behavior. Copy and that I think now we know that that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. But suddenly, the left, you know, the Google and, and the, the, big, the, the big websites, they're not mentioning this guy's name. And I think they realize that if they do uh, release his name, that somebody may want to duplicate that. Somebody might want to do to the Capitol what, uh, what these school shooters have done in schools and that they would then be in danger. Does that make sense on any level? It, it doesn't make sense to uh, me. It's like I'm going to be I'm going to be posthumously uh, famous. Posthumous. Yeah. yeah Posthumously. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that word is. It's not humorous, but I'm going to be famous after being deceased. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. But again, I believe us saying that also shows that these people are not in their right mind. You know, it's if, if you are thinking that, if you want, oh, I'm going to go perpetrate this horrible crime to become famous. Ah, well, they're probably not thinking logically like we would hope people would be doing. Scott, can you tell me what that assailant who drove uh, uh, over the two uh, security, uh, uh, you know, the Capitol Police officers, and then smashed into the barricade and pulled out a knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I don't know Lord. what you guys are laughing at because uh, this is a gun control issue, yeah, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's nothing but a gun control issue. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a. Oh. It's well, a, the re there's a reason I'm asking this. I'm not bringing this up out of, uh, you know, making this up out of whole cloth. Ilan Omar seems to think it's a gun control issue. I'll tell you what she said. It's a car control issue. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> he used You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Ellis Ben is on board with us. TheSuperBelt.com if you're a concealed carry uh, guy or somebody who carries a, a, a holster on your uh, belt. Uh, I got to tell you, I love the belt. Uh, it is Scott's just, trying to take the belt apart right now. <laughs> is Scott trying to do that? <laughs> yeah. 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 You put a firearm on the console and, fix, and it's... trying uh, to figure it out. I'm, I'm always... I, I don't have <laughs> he's, my... He's trying to figure it out. It's a flat vein of material. <laughs> I, don't have, uh, um, I don't have my super belt on currently because... Actually, I brought it in this morning so, so uh, Ellis could swap out a belt buckle for me. And um, so... I don't have it on, so it's laying laying on here, laying on the table in front of me on the radio. He's playing and, with it, and I just keep pulling on it and yanking. <laughs> on it. Yeah, would you do me? Would you do me a favor? Because this is getting ugly. Would you quit taking your clothes off while we're sitting there? That's right. It really go. is getting That's embarrassing. Right. Oh man! Right, we don't even do PG radio. We're doing G radio. <laughs> yeah. Right. Scott Van Kirk is in for Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, I had asked these guys before the break, uh, you know, about uh, 
gun control and uh, the uh, the guy with the knife at at, at the Capitol. Uh, what you know? How are they tied together? Ilan Omar thinks it is. She is uh, trying to make the car and knife attack about AR-15s. <laughs> um, I-, I laugh to keep from crying. Like is that like a semi-automatic knife that he was carrying? <laughs> I don't Put know. Put a bump stock on it and it was fully automatic. <laughs> God, these people are incredible. Amazing. Uh, and then we, it, it, it bothers me, and I've talked about this in the past, I know, but it bothers me when people get in front of the camera, the microphone, and they start talking about guns as though they have some idea what the hell they're talking about. Yes. Um, and when it comes to gun uh, gun dealers selling a gun, it's not like somebody walks in and just pays for the gun and walks out the door. The very first line of defense in selling the wrong person a firearm is the guy or gal behind the counter. Right. And everybody I've spoken with, uh, I don't care if it's Target Masters, if it's uh, Graphs, uh, or if it's uh, Modern Arms. At the Brown uh, Station location. <laughs> see, you're getting better. Um, no matter who they are, they always scope the guy out or gal out. They, they, they make a decision about whether to go forward. And then there's the Knicks check on top of that. So it's not like they walk in and just, you know, buy the gun and walk out the door. There's all kinds of discrimination going on. <laughs> well, discrimination, is, is the root word is to discern. Well, discernment. Yeah, yeah exactly. there you go. There's yeah. all kind of discernment. Well, discrimination. And, and, and on a couple of fronts. One, um, jumping back to the former topic for just a minute about what happened at the Capitol. Um, none of us want to make light of the fact that we lost a, a Capitol police officer Absolutely yesterday and, and, right. and the other one was injured. Um, now, talking about what we're talking about here, I have worked gun counter before. I've worked gun retail before. And yeah, it for me, personally, I can tell you that I had people come in where I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm selling you a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my right as the individual who was at the counter working on that. And I think that generally that is what occurs. And I feel like that's where the legislation misses out, that people don't realize, if you go into Powderhorn, if you go talk to Larry at the Brown Station location, <laughs> these guys take their job very seriously. They're not just, I, I feel like the legislation, the way it's written, that makes it seem like gun shop owners are just like trying to throw them across the yeah, counter as yeah, fast we're just, as they can. You're just throwing they open some, realize, sort, of a, some yeah. sort of an uh, overhead garage yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. And we're just winging guns out the right. door. Hey, they, you want one? Here you go. They don't realize how yeah. seriously these guys take that responsibility. That even without the legislation, they're not going to do that irresponsibly. And I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's it's not like the roach coach where you drive, yeah. drive up and, and yeah. hand out uh, food. I'll, th- I'll hand you a death taco. <laughs> Man, I'd like a death taco right now. <laughs> uh, maybe we should all head over to Truman's after uh, after. <laughs> I'm thinking break. about it. I'm really thinking about it. I know they're they're open again for uh, yeah they are for In brunch. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're oh, making yeah. that, uh, they've got the breakfast buffet thing yeah, going I, again. That, I mean, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say it sounds like a great idea in Gary's buying, but that would be untrue. <laughs> <laughs> you still owe me 20 bucks, by the way. <laughs> you know, I bought Checks once. Checks in the mail. <laughs> I bought once. Hey, I took you to dinner at CeCe's. What, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the premium gift. Yeah, All man. Right. Uh, I do want to play this audio, uh, but let me get Mike's phone call in here first and uh, and find out what's on his mind. Uh, Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. 
Hey, good morning, Gary. It's the uh, first time I'm calling into Gary on Guns, so I appreciate you taking my call and uh, listening to my question. Um, me and my wife just became first-time gun owners about a couple weeks ago. Um, we were at Bass Pro, and we were wanting to get this uh, Beretta, uh, Beretta PX4 Storm, and so we were going back and forth on it, and uh, when we finally made the decision to go get it. We went there, and it was sold out. So we ended up getting a Beretta 92FS. Um, and we just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, we, we kind of feel like maybe we went a little, a little overboard with it, but it, we really like the gun overall. So you guys have any opinions? Scott? Yeah. Um, so the Beretta uh, FS, the Beretta 92 FS, the Beretta 92 Federal Service, um, is the civilian version, for the most part, of the U.S. military sidearm. So after the 1911, the U.S. military adopted in 1985 the Beretta 92. Uh, they call it the M9. It's a double-action semi-automatic, which means the first round you fire is longer trigger pull, longer, heavier. Uh, hammer comes back, hammer falls, weapon goes off, slide goes to the rear, keeps that hammer in the, in the rearward position, and every other round after that will be in single action. It is, in my opinion, probably one of the most real-world tested firearms um, in modern history, meaning that it's been in service since 1985. It's taken us through uh, our two most recent wars. Uh, so it's good dependable. It's a good design. Um, so, uh, significantly vetted in its reliability. Lots of accessories available out there because a lot of law enforcement agencies adopted it um, in the late 80s, early 90s or some version of it. So yeah, no, it's a good it's a good firearm. Um, there's a little bit of a learning curve with what I call a double single and uh, and some things like that. Uh, but no, no, you, you did fine. You did fine. Good quality product. Yeah. What is your concern, well, Mike? Well, I took it to Target Masters and I thought that because it was going to, it was a longer barrel gun that my accuracy would be a little bit better than, because I've shot some shorter barrel uh, subcompacts okay. and my grouping was all over the place. And um, I don't know, the grouping just wasn't what I thought it would be, but also I'm not exactly a Can professional I, shooter or more of a, even, uh, I, I was, I was going to say amateur. The, the, the nicest way for me to put that, um, and I really do not want to, you know, harsh your mellow, is, uh, and that's you. It's not the gun, um, okay. because a, a Breda ninety two out of the box can be accurately shot out to fifty yards. Um, right on. And uh, so that is a training issue on your part, as is often the case. It's rarely the gun, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, and I hate it, it. Sometimes people take that personally, but yeah. it is. It's rarely the gun. Um, so no, some, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that I even know what I'm doing. No, I mean, like I said, me and my wife just became first time gun owners. Well, so. and you can, can I make a suggestion here, Mike? If it's, if it's all right. Um, yeah. While you're at Target Masters, um, there's a guy there that will that can teach you all kinds of things about being a gun owner and how to protect yourself. And uh, I, I think they even teach concealed carry classes. Okay. Um, so look for Joe Gilbert Joe when Gilbert. you're in there. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and, in fact, I'll, I'll endorse to the point that I'll give out Joe's. Um, go to joegilbert.us which is Joe's website, but he also is affiliated with Target Masters um, there as well, so you might run into him. You don't, you don't run into him on the weekends. Um, gotcha. And get a hold of Joe, and he will be able to help you out um, and, and polish off what you need to do there. And it's and really just about you, training. I mean, yeah, that, that's what we all I'm going to give you one more uh, uh, little story here, Mike. 
Uh, I had purchased a handgun, uh, and I can't remember. I think it might have been a Beretta. I don't know. But I was having a difficult time, uh, like you are. And uh, I ended up finally calling Scott and saying, you know, let's go out to Green Valley and uh, see if you can spot what I'm doing wrong. And in a matter of minutes, he said, oh, there's your, there's your problem. And it turned my shooting around right away. So sometimes, you know, taking the class or shooting with somebody that knows what they're doing can make a big difference. Right, I appreciate it. Right, okay. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Joe Gilbert, you said, right? Yep. Joe Gilbert. Joe Gilbert. US. Or go to Target Masters right. and ask for Joe Gilbert. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. All right, Mike. Thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Back to wrap it up. I'm Gary on Guns on Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. It is uh, 55.0, 50 minutes after the hour. And Scott Van Kirk is on board from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. <laughs> you know, you don't, you just... I'm not... See, you, and here's... Yeah. here's the thing is, is Larry is... He's the he's the monkey with the symbols. You put a nickel in them, and the symbol the symbols start going. Wow. And I love doing radio with Larry because one, he's an absolute sycophant when I work with him, and just does nothing but tell me what a great radio host I am. <laughs> and he just has this level of energy that I cannot, I can't reproduce. He's wait, like wait, the wait, monkey wait. with the symbols, and he wait, just wait. goes. When you when you guest host for me, he tells you what a great job you did. Oh, he's the he's the most of he's the best second banana sycophant you could ever have. <laughs> Brian, I've been doing this show for 10 years. Uh, can you remember when Larry ever came up to me after the program and say what, what a great host you are? I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> yeah, he, he will even, so so you know how, like today we played some stuff from the national show earlier because we had a good interview with John Murphy and stuff like that. Yeah. Literally, while while. He, when he's in studio with, with, with just you guys, and I don't happen to be here, but you're playing one of those that I happen to be on, oh, yeah, Larry will be texting me like, man, this is a good interview. You did really good in this. <laughs> you you know, you were, you were made to do this. Oh, man. Yeah, no, he's... I, I Ryan, think Gary's me to shorten Larry's segments. By the <laughs> Gary's not getting 45. complimented enough. Yeah. I mean, he's he's my Ed McMahon. Gary, I think you're amazing. <laughs> Gary, you're amazing. Ellis, you're welcome on. <laughs> well, we to be, a, to be honest, there, Scott. To be honest, based on some of the stuff that Ellis has said, I'm not wholly comfortable with having a relationship with Larry like you and Ellis have. <laughs> I, uh, oh man. I, I'm not entirely sure that I understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it, oh, I think man. I know what he's saying. <laughs> I would like to try the gay lifestyle. Oh, <laughs> no, I think he's saying the like show is off Gary's the gun. rails. Oh, no, he played it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's what it is. Oh, hey, listen, we're, we're running behind. I got some yeah. audio I want to play. I got some phone calls I want to grab. Go for it. Let's uh, do the phone calls. So, yeah, phone calls. You want to do the phone calls first? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're the guest... I'm the host. <laughs> oh. I'll decide where we go from here. Oh, wow. Let's do, let's take the calls first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peggy, man. Make it Peggy on the line. Peggy, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, Gary. I didn't know if y'all knew about the Militia Bill by Senator Bill White. The That's Militia. Check out. It's a really good Senate bill. You know, that does sound familiar. What are, what are, we're supposed to organize a militia, literally. Right, and we'll yeah. be the Minutemen where the federal government cannot st uh, step over the line and take anything from the state. And we'll be working for the state. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be Very interesting. Good bill. It's like I said, Senate Bill 528. You need to check that one out. It is awesome. All right. Uh, maybe get him on the program. All right, Peggy, okay. thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, let me go down here, grab uh, Alan next. Alan, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, Gary. Great show today, guys. Thank um, you. I just wanted to comment on the Second Amendment. You know, we have the thing you hear a lot of times is, oh, well, if you have a tyrannical government, what are your, what are your small arms going to do against tanks and an organized military? <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, folks, did you by any chance pay attention when the Soviet Union went into Afghanistan? We don't call Afghanistan the Soviet Union or Russia now. Uh, a bunch of dirt farmers, basically, and uh, guerrillas fought the Soviets off and beat them down. It took years, but they beat them down. Um, the same thing's true here. People don't understand the Second Amendment, as far as this goes, what it does, whether it was intended to do this or not, what it does, it acts just like law enforcement. Law enforcement is a deterrent against crime. Yes. If criminals ever want to band together, well, you got a problem. But it's a deterrent against crime. The Second Amendment is a deterrent against tyrannical government. If we didn't have the Second Amendment in our arms, I would be willing to bet we would be paying 60%, 70% of our income in federal taxes directly in income taxes. Uh, they would love to see us. See, see, they would love to be able to get rid of our guns so they could raise taxes to whatever the hell they want to. Yep. My opinion. All right. Alan, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. <clears throat> um, they, they may have also said something like... I'd like to be, to be on Gary's gun. <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't say that. <laughs> Very um, good. I, I think that when Alan, I, and I didn't jump in because obviously it, he's on the phone and it's his time, but I think when he said that you guys were doing a really good job, I think he was talking to me. <laughs> but um, it's nice that he called, though. I appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe Larry wasn't uh, referring to you the way you thought he was. <laughs> you to hear things that nobody else does. Uh, but we, I set this up earlier. We didn't get a chance to do this. Uh, we're talking about uh, what it takes to, to sell a firearm and the discretion that's involved um, so this uh, this conversation took place on a uh, very progressive network. Why, in case, in terms of making change, since it seems intractable at the national level, why don't we go to gun shop owners and say, "Do you think that this twenty-one-year-old who comes in and wants an AR-15 style weapon, do you think that he looks like he's going hunting?" With this weapon, did you ask him, um, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you? Do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds like, according to his family, would have answered yes. Um, the, the short answer is, in our society, we don't ask those questions. We don't demand of gun shops that they ask those questions. Uh, we have a, a, a perspective in America that there is a right to buy a weapon absent some compelling and obvious circumstances and uh gun shops don't ask those questions the uh the guy that drove his car into those uh uh capital police officers and killed one and and seriously wounded the other do you think the car salesman scott <laughs> asked him <laughs> asked him yeah do you if hear you, voices? Do you hear voices? I do, I, wait, and I had to caveat that because earlier Brian said, Brian asked me, he says, do you hear voices? And I said, well, actually, the proper question is if you're working the gun counter or someone comes in and says, do you hear voices? And you're not in radio. <laughs> uh, I, the best part of that clip is I have never in my life heard of the U.S. Constitution referred to as a perspective. Mm. Some people have yep. the perspective that you have the right to buy a firearm. And I was like, mm. 
Well, that's interesting. I have a perspective that she doesn't have the right to free speech now. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's your perspective. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect argument. Uh, I don't know uh, what the administration is going to do, but whatever it is, it will probably be wrong and probably be unconstitutional. I'm not terrified about what they might do because I think the Supreme Court finally <clears throat> leans in our direction and I think will ultimately be vindicated. I, I finally have, I, in my lifetime, I have pr the most faith in the Supreme Court that I've ever had. Yeah. And I hope that that is not misplaced. And that goes back to the 1800s for him. It does. It does. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, modern man. Arms, they're going to be open in about three minutes. So uh, At the Brown Station location. Yeah, if you're looking for firearms, uh, that's the place to go. Uh, if you're a concealed carry person, you want to carry on your belt, well, that's what I do. TheSuperBelt.com. Ellis, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.